Welcome to Reddit Reads, our slash pro revenge. Our first Reddit post is from Beatsaber. Picture this. This happened 12 years ago, and I am still reaping my rewards. I worked for the company. They did three-phase photography. Family and children photography. No wedding or events or anything. Straight studio work that was in a portable setting. Sittings booked for 10 minutes and we were supposed to shoot 3,050 a day. Yes, it is as wretched of a job as it sounds. It was fast, high energy, and at times simply brutal. Press seller, they come in 23 weeks in advance and sell a special Ting 13 portrait and book the appointment. The photographer that's me in this instance comes in for about a week and takes the pictures. The salesperson returns two weeks later with the special along with the other six poses I took and tries to sell you 400 worth of pictures. I was very good at what I did. The company sales average was 100 per customer per 50 customers. The more you shoot, the lower your quality because you spend less time taking care of details and details sell pictures. My average was 170 fiviche per 150,200 customers. I was making this company a lot of money, and they consistently treated me like crap. Oh, the stories. Their business model was shoot as many sittings as you can as fast as you can. To them, shooting 50 with a 100 average was better than shooting 35 with a 150 average, even though the profit margin was exactly the same. I never agreed with that and boss, and I went round and round about it every week. They withheld raises because I didn't have enough sittings and took my bonuses because it wasn't meeting their quotas. So I figured out how to be fast, efficient, and damn good. That's another post. So that's the background. Now the good stuff. Enter the jerk. The jerk is a pressler who lied to the customers, lied to the store, and would book appointments from 9M to 830, even though the studio hours were 10M700. He told every lie in the book, and I think he even added a few of his own. Want to bring your dog family of 15 sure? Bring five changes of clothes, and I'll even have her do your makeup. I don't even do my own makeup. Come and get your picture taken, and we will throw in a free toaster. And just to make it interesting, he would triple and quadruple book appointments, and when he ran out of those, he would sell open appointments and tell people to just come in any time, and my photographer will work you in. GRRR. Just writing that makes me mad even after all these years. The biggest problem was he would waive the sitting fee or just not tell them. I was obligated to collect that eight. Zero. Every time I didn't it came out of my check. It was a freaking nightmare. I refused to work behind the jerk for these and 1,000 other reasons. I told boss that if they ever put me behind the jerk again I would quit. Which is exactly what happened. They knew he had been working at the store I was assigned and they lied about it. I immediately called boss and told him this was my last week and that he needed to make arrangements to get the photography equipment at the end of the shoot. I should have walked out but I was young and dumb. It was a three-day shoot, and I shot 316 customers by myself. That is an insane amount of sittings. And nobody was happy. 
Every night the store manager had to tell my customers to leave because the store was closed. People were lined up at nine and waiting for me. I took so much abuse that week. After a customer threw a shoe at me and another spit on my pizza, the store security guard brought a chair over and stayed with me almost the entire time I was there. I honestly cannot remember how many people were escorted out of the store because they acted a fool in my studio. It's been over a decade, and I still have nightmares about that week. But nobody came to get the equipment, so I start making phone calls and plotting. Me, hey, what do you want me to do with your equipment? Boss, you are going to need it next week in Florida. Me, no, because I quit. Boss, you didn't give me any notice, so I'm not accepting your resignation. I am sending you to Florida next week. Me, I'm an independent contractor. Remember, you can't make me go to Florida. This is not complicated. I quit. That's another post. Boss, just go to Florida. I don't have time for this now. You can quit in three weeks if you can hire a replacement. And he hangs up. Nope, not going to Florida. I packed the equipment and took it home with me. The camera was a brand new Canon toy 550 and those were pricey back in 2010. I really didn't want to give it back, but it wasn't mine to keep. I had an idea. Boss was an absolute train wreck of a human. If he didn't want to do something, he wouldn't. If he could find someone else to do it, he would. I decided to use his own worst traits against him. Avoidance and procrastination. The next thing I did was take the company credit card and go to the nearest storage unit with climate control. I rented a unit and paid for the first month. I unloaded it all down to the last halogen light bulb. I took detailed pictures of everything and an inventory. I locked the door and walked away. At this point, there was nothing I could do but wait and hope Boss would continue to be the worthless Rick I knew him to be. Next, I called and reported the card stolen. Why? Because I knew if I didn't that card would remain active and rent would be paid every month on time. And that just wasn't going to work for me. I cut it in half and sent it, and the combination to the storage locker to Boss via FedEx, along with a hand-painted sign that said I quit. I also sent an email to HR telling them that I was terminating my contract and that Boss had the information on the equipment. This is probably the only sketchy thing I did. The person I emailed was out on medical leave, and I knew it. I could have sent that email to a dozen other people who worked there, but they might have paid attention to it. By the time she got back to the office she had so many emails, she couldn't even begin to tackle them all. A month goes by and the police knock on my door. Oh, so I wasn't expecting that. The company has reported the equipment stolen and the police are there to investigate. I really thought I was going to jail. The cop that knocked on the door was fully expecting to take me away in handcuffs until I explained what was going on. I ended up taking copies of the emails to the police department as well as my copy of the contract with the storage unit. I also had a copy of the shipping label. Both my name and the company were listed on the contract. I had to make an official statement and jump through some hoops. The company had placed a monetary value of 12000 on the studio rig so potentially I was in a lot of trouble. 
except I covered my ass. The police told me I was in the clear because the storage unit had their name on the contract, their credit card was used to pay for it, and I had sent the combination and all the pertinent information to the company. I am very good at CYAWP cover your ass with paper. At this point, I figure the gig is up because surely they are going to come to get this rig or send someone or something. Nope. Boss is still worthless. Two more months go by. I get a call from the storage facility. They are about to cut the lock and auction the contents. I just about peed my pants I was so excited. I called boss again. He dodged my calls and ignored my emails to please call me immediately. I never specifically stated what I wanted to talk to him about, and just like I was hoping he would, he ignored me. Okie dokie. I have done all that I can, and that's when it all started to come together, and then I hit a pretty good snag, but it actually worked out better in the end. In this state, if a storage unit goes up for sale, the owner cannot purchase it at auction. I didn't know that, but where there is a will, there is a way. They sent letters and called three more times, and then the date was set. The unit went up for auction on my birthday. My neighbor went to the sale. He bought the unit for 125. I almost died. And of course, we were in coots on this, but we had to make it look like we weren't. The pistol grip the camera mounts cost more than that, not to mention the lighting props and costumes. And of course, the camera. My neighbor then put an ad in the local paper for photography stuff 1000 firm, but didn't list anything specific and Wops. Put the wrong number in the ad. A week later, he wanted it out of his garage, so he sold it to me for 126. He has a bill of sale from the auction. I have a bill of sale from him. It is now mine, and there is nothing the company can do about it. But they tried. I now have a fully functional photography studio, all the contacts I need to start my own business, and the skills to do it. I started calling all the stores I had worked for the last eight years and offered them a much better deal than what the company was giving them. I did my own press selling, my own photography, and my own sales. Except I took it a step farther. I bought a monitor and computer and let people preview their pictures and order the day of the shoot. They paid in full and I mailed the pictures directly to them. People loved it. No high-pressure sales, no tricks. My customers were happy and so were my stores. About six months after my first independent shoot, I heard from the company. I got several nasty letters from them, which I ignored. Word had gotten back to them that I was using their equipment and that I was working for someone else. I just laughed at them. They thought so little of me that it never occurred to them that it was my business. Then. I got a nasty legal letter from a lawyer. It started with cease and desist, rolled into me violating the non-competitor's agreement, and ended with the return of their stolen property. They had apparently not told him all of the facts. I sent him copies of everything. I waited a few weeks for a response from him and heard nothing. I finally called to find out what was going on, but no one was available to take my call. How convenient. A few days later, I got a certified letter in the mail saying no other legal action will be forthcoming from this office. 
I would have been content to just let it slide, but this whole thing ticked me off and now I wanted blood. I made a real effort to really hurt them. Little by little I built my business and my reputation. I didn't have to do any of the nasty tricks that the jerk did. Within a year I had stores and schools calling me. I had more work than I could handle on my own so I took on a second photographer then a third. I actually hired four people out from under their noses. At the height of my business, I had eight additional photographers and a full-time office assistant. I could have grown much larger, and in hindsight, I am so glad I didn't. Digital photography was a huge boon to the industry, and then it backfired. I found my niche in the market just as it exploded. I ran the company completely out of three states. They lost all of their chain contracts to me, including the store where it all blew up. The jerk lost all of his stores and ended up working at a gas station. The boss ended up demoted because his district was dissolved when I sniped the contracts. The jerk actually tried to convince one of my photographers to hire him to do the press selling for her. By now my name and my business name had a really good reputation. Boss left the company for good and used me as a personal reference. He was a good photographer, just a rotten manager, and I took great joy in telling the people who called me that I was legally not allowed to tell them what I thought of the man. The age of the cell phone camera pretty much destroyed traditional photography, and I closed my doors as a business in late 2017. The company closed for good in 2016, and I would like to think I had a hand in that, I'm still standing and they are nothing but an empty building. I still have the original rig, but the camera has been replaced several times. I do senior pictures and the occasional venue shoot. Most of my photography is for restaurant menus now. People ask me if that's boring. I've never had a meatball scream, cry or kick me which is pretty much a daily occurrence when you work with kids. This may not be as epic as someone here, but I beat them at their own game, and that still feels pretty damn good. This comment is from Paralyzoid. Not as epic as someone here, I'm sorry, but no, this is absolutely amazing. This comment is from Main Emergency, and beautifully as covered emails, letters, contracts, etc. I'd love to know what the attorney thought after she sent all the O, oh, but I tried. Here's proof. No theft here, sir. Documentation. This comment is from Tflug. Are you shitting me not epic damn? This is as pro as pro can be. You're right up there with the best of M. Our next Reddit post is from James Jaceable. A co-worker was eating people's lunches, so I poisoned them and got them fired. So I like to bring my own food into the office and we have a fridge to put things into, and I have my food in tubs with my name on them. A co-worker would sometimes not see people's names on food and think it was theirs, so would heat it up and eat it, and then apologize. They did this enough for it to be an annoyance, but not enough for our employers to really care. This has been happening with my food for once or twice a month. Last month I had enough and I like spicy food, but don't bring it into the office as sometimes I'll let people try some of my food and my cooking. I ordered a bag of ghost chili peppers and put the full bag into a big pot of chili that would last for several days. I took this into the office and had it for lunch every day.
Midweek my lunch went missing, and I was waiting for the person who was stealing my lunch get a shock when they ate my lunch. What happened in reality was someone got sent home sick. Two weeks went by and the co-worker, who was off, refused to talk about it and said HR was involved so I knew they were going to try get me fired. I went home and ordered another bag of ghost chilies and made another batch of my chili, this time with only one chili in a single tub. I put this in the freezer, and the following Monday I was told I had a HR meeting that day. I refused and said they need to give me 24 hours to find someone to come into the meeting with me, and the next day I had my manager come into the meeting and brought in my now heated ghost chili infused chili. The long and short is I was told I could be fired for trying to poison the person who was stealing my lunch, and I asked if they admitted to stealing people's lunch, which they did. I then said I have a batch of the chili in question with me, and I like spicy food. My liking spicy food shouldn't stop me from having it at work, since it doesn't smell when heated like fish, and my manager agreed it was on the person who took my lunch without knowing how spicy it was, and I should not be held liable if they eat something of someone else's that doesn't agree with them. My manager and I then ate some of the chili and offered it to the other people in the meeting, some of which tried it and agreed while it was spicy. It was clearly what I liked as I was fine eating it. The meeting ended and nothing happened. I wasn't taken into another meeting and my lunch wasn't taken anymore, but the person who had stole our lunch got a slap on the wrist and was allowed to stay at work. Lunches started to go missing again, so my manager went to HR to say, that lunch we are going missing, and he knew who was taking it and had proof this time, and when they asked for the proof he presented the meeting record with the line highlighted where they admitted they had stolen lunch, and the line where HR had said this was not what the meeting was about. They were fired the next day for theft of property and told they would not be given a reference. To drive a co-worker was eating people's lunches, edit thanks for the gold, but I'd rather you spend the money donating to the current issues in Hong Kong right now. There are a number of ways to do this listed here. Edit 2 it was removed due to the Amazon link not due to Hong Kong. Post should be back on soon. This comment is from Fleerin. One thing I never understood was why so many HR departments and or companies, at least based on Reddit stories, p think that stealing food from other employees isn't significant. I mean, if they're stealing from coworkers, who's to say they aren't stealing from the company at the very least? That should be enough for immediate dismissal and criminal charges. Yet, too often, as in the Ops case, they get away with a slap on the wrist. This comment is from Jim Murphy. Years ago, I was a dispatcher for a trucking company. Lunches were going missing, a co-worker suffered from a condition of his digestive system that required frequent colonoscopies. As a result, he had access to some pretty powerful laxatives. He spiked his lunch. Sure enough, it went missing. There's a stretch of highway called the 401, and the guy who swiped the lunch was a truck driver. Here's the thing. The distance between exits on that highway is considerable. I guess he didn't make it as word got around the terminal that the driver basically shit all over the cab. This comment is from James Jaceable. 
It sucks that people would stoop so low as to steal someone else's food that they work with. That was Reddit Reads. Our slash pro revenge. If you like this content, please rate this podcast five stars. We upload new videos every day. See you tomorrow.